1: Hello my love tribe, welcome to Blend Podcast. I'm your host Lindsay Christian and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you're new here then welcome and if you're returning then hello. I'm so happy to have you back and today we're going to have a wonderful conversation with Halima Yates and I'm so excited to hear everything that she has to share with us. So definitely enjoy this conversation. Hello I am here with Halima Yates. I'm so excited to have her here. She is the owner and ceo of lovemark mindset coach motivational speaker and author of dissolving the anchor so i'm really excited to hear her story and everything she wants to share with us today so welcome Paloma.
0: hi lindsay thank you for having me here today
1: absolutely i'm so i know this is like going to be so so deep. Such a good conversation. I can already tell. Um, (laughs) But if you could just share a little bit about just your story and just how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I can
0: definitely share that. So um, just to give a little bit of background about myself, when I was about five years of age, my mother decided to leave a troubled marriage. And we ended up moving in with her parents. And in that house, there was about eleven of us. Mm-hmm. So that was my aunts, cousins, uncles, uh, sisters, and my grandparents, my mother, and I. So there was a lot of us. And in that household, that is when I started to start. I started to feel alone because mm-hmm. I was the youngest one in the household. And so my cousins and sisters were able to build a relationship with each other. And There were times that I I was definitely included, but for the most part, you know, my mom was working all the time, and so I was spending time with my grandmother, and Mm -hmm. if I wasn't spending time with her and occasionally spending time with my cousins and sisters, then I was able to hang out with other kids in the neighborhood. So I did Mm -hmm. have friends in the neighborhood, but feeling like I didn't fit in with the family, it just made me feel like I was unlovable, I felt unwanted, and uh, it just made me feel like I didn't fit in. And When my mother remarried, we went to Arvada, which right right now I live in Denver, Colorado. And Mm -hmm. um, that's where the house was when there was 11 of us. And we ended up moving to Arvada, which is about about 15 minutes away. And even though it wasn't too far away, it was still a completely different environment. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of ethnic diversity. So Mm -hmm. I, I did make friends. But at the same time, I did experience microaggressions, blatant racism. I experienced exclusion. Um, you know, there, there were just so many things that I experienced that was affecting my view of my racial identity. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in school, we were also only taught about our oppression and, and the media, I wasn't seeing positive representation of my race. So Mm -hmm. all of this, you know, my personal experiences, life challenges, and, and just seeing certain things that related to my race or my gender or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like just everything, Um, I just started to have that further belief that I didn't matter or I wasn't Mm -hmm. enough and I wasn't capable of achieving anything. And so I ended up drinking and and getting high in order to be able to feel something to feel better. And Mm -hmm. and for a while I was feeling happy and I was having a good time, but I was using all of this to escape. And it got Mm -hmm. to a point where I ended up becoming empty and, and feeling numb and I couldn't rationalize a reason to live anymore. And Mm -hmm. at the age of 16, I attempted suicide.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. And then after I survived that attempt, my grandmother had me meet with a spiritual guide. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment where the lady told me that if we have a purpose, then it gives us a reason to live. Mm -hmm. Now, learning that was was fantastic. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I, I still had... So much that I needed to to overcome or, or to manage. So it wasn't instant with her telling me that, and then my life instantly changed. It was just in time with other experiences and meeting other people along the way, and um, just allowing myself to to learn and grow, where I was able to evolve and and be able to finally shift my mindset to be able to know who I am and 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 not let the world be the one that's molding me, you know, Mm -hmm. not have the world be the one that's telling me who I am and and my significance. So it it took a lot of time for me to be able to really come to a place to consciously understand that and know my worth, know my value, know who I am, know what matters to me, and be able to speak my truth, live my truth, and, and walk with that confidence of um, being true to who I am, so you know I'm finally at that place where I where I love myself and and know mm-hmm. who I am and and how I can create the kind of life I want to have. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it took me a while to get there, but I'm I'm finally there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's beautiful. How are you now? Now I am doing great. I I mean. Even though you get to a place where you're you're consistently more happy and you know who you are and you're living your truth and having confidence, you still can have moments that bring you down. You know, you can mm-hmm. still have moments where you may doubt yourself. But I've gotten to a place where, when there are you know hard challenges that I'm facing, I now know how to get through them. I know how to be creative with finding solutions in order to um, face any obstacles that come my way or handle these adversities. And before I didn't realize that I had the power to do that. You know, there would be Mm -hmm. things that would happen to me and it's just, you know, things would just keep happening to me instead of me realizing, well, hey, I can actually be the one being the driving force in my life to steer Mm -hmm. my life in the direction that I want to steer it in. What, where do I want to go? Mm -hmm. So I finally figured out how to do that, you know, and, and being able to do that has helped me to be able to know how to handle whatever life can throw at you and, and allow myself to feel the emotions, whatever it is that's, that I'm going to be experiencing. I allow myself to feel those emotions and get through them and then be able to, you know, find the solutions. And and so having that self-awareness has allowed me to handle life better and be able to be happy more consistently instead of just happy temporarily. And, and just, you know, trying to figure it out each day. Like I'm finally at a place where I know how to have happiness for the long term and, and feel more fulfilled in my life. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how I'm
1: doing now. Perfect. I love that because I, I know that some people never get there. And so when I see that transition, I, just, I, I always find that to be beautiful. And I resonated with a lot of the things that you had mentioned, um, especially being a minority, uh, being a person of color myself, like, you know, going to school <laughs> it's kind of like they'll give that well we're talking about your people now and it's all about oppression and it's like yeah well I get it you know to cover like you know history and to have the awareness but it gets so redundant that it almost starts to program you into just believing that you're only like worth being oppressed like well I guess that's who I am then you know <laughs> it's like You know, they they don't highlight a lot of times like the magical essence of being a person of color and all the wonderful things that come with that. And I think that's something that we definitely have to do better on.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. The curriculum needs to change. We need to have a multi-perspective curriculum because there are so many voices that aren't being heard and Mm -hmm. no one's realizing all of the things that, all of the contributions that people have brought and all of the the ways that people have, you know, been able to empower themselves to to make change that that, you know, set up, set us forward in, in such a way that can if we knew all of that stuff, it would then we would then be able to Minimize the biases that we mm-hmm. have, and and that's part of the reason. Why, well, a main reason why I um, I have a company called Love Mark, mm-hmm. and so I do a couple different workshops. So I do one on self empowerment to foster social, emotional, and mental wellness, and mm-hmm. then I do another one that's for diversity, equity, and inclusion training because we need to have these humanizing perceptions of each other mm-hmm. so we can be able to value each other, so we can be able to know each other's worth and be able to treat each other accordingly because how we see ourselves and how we see others, we're going to, our actions are going to reflect that. Yep. So, yeah. So I, I, I have these workshops and these programs that I do for us to be able to value ourselves and value others because we need to be aware of how, um, these views we have, how powerful they are, because that's how we choose the, that's how we make the choices that we make each day.
1: Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. And, um, like I said I just think sometimes especially within the school system we miss the mark because honestly uh, black history is like american history and so the fact that we like take away all of the contributions that are really a part of our entire you know society we just like kind of lump that in like the month of February it's like oh it's Black History Month okay let's talk about Martin Luther King and it's like come on like you know it should be all together with I'm not saying we shouldn't have like you know a month of appreciation but I'm just saying whenever like we're teaching about American history why aren't you know the the wonderful contributors of people of color why are they not included in that where everyone's just learning it all at the same time you know so, yeah, I mean, we're mm-hmm.
0: constantly learning about our oppression. We're not learning about exactly. the inventors, the millionaires, the agriculturists, the scientists, the doctors, lawyers. We're not le- learning any of the amazing people mm-hmm. out there who have who have made such an impact in this country. So it continues to condition you to believe yep. there is nothing that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. So they, that's why it's so important to change that curriculum, because when you can realize what people have to offer, then you start seeing them like a human being. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so you know like you you were saying earlier how, you know, it's you're having these views of ourselves because of what they're teaching and mm-hmm. it's not just teaching us, it's also teaching, teaching everyone other, else yep.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, absolutely. It's like yeah. yeah, well, your people are only like that's all that they are, right? It's like no. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like that. Um but yeah, and it becomes like that self-fulfilling prophecy of like you you believe that that's like you stay in that bubble and then you just act accordingly, and then it just keeps happening over and over again. So, um, yeah. and I know that wasn't like the topic of the episode, but I love that you mentioned that because I'm like, oh, finally, you know, it's like we get it. Like, of course, like we've we've you know had to have a hard time, but there's been so much power and amazement that has come out of. Um, cultures of several minority backgrounds that are just not highlighted very well, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and and I think it's important to have these conversations and mm-hmm. and realize that you know what we're learning in school is affecting us, and then also what we're seeing in the media and how we're represented. Because mm-hmm. if you're if you're not seeing yourself in such a way of of any type of leadership or mm-hmm. or anything that can ha- help you to build a healthy self-esteem, then it it can affect the way that you are going to know what you're capable of, what Mm -hmm. your potential is. So we constantly saw images of ourselves as doctors, as inventors, as lawyers, as astronauts. If we were constantly seeing those images of us in, in positions that like are making a difference mm-hmm. instead of the ways that we did see ourselves as us being oppressed, as us being the help, as us being the gangsters, as us being dangerous and criminals. Mm-hmm. If we were if they shifted that and showed the amazing things that we're capable of and that we do then that can help our minds to realize, okay, this is what I'm capable of. This is what I can do. So I'm thankful things are shifting that way where we're seeing more positive representation, mm-hmm. but it, we still have a ways to go.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But I mean, you know, you can only uh, make our ancestors proud by, you know, just contributing with what we can do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, breaking those generational curses is key. Yes, it starts with us. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love that. And then um, just I know you mentioned about your book and how you've incorporated so much into it. And I can only imagine the amount of healing that you went through while creating it at the same time.
0: Yes, it is amazing how you know you you think that you're at a certain in place in your life, and i'm mm-hmm. I'm always growing, I'm always evolving. I don't ever feel like oh, I'm completely healed, and my life is perfect mm-hmm. and um there's nothing more to learn in life no i I realize that um that's gonna be forever mm-hmm. but i it was interesting how when I was writing this book, how there are so many emotions that came forth, mm. and I had to there were some things that I had to deal with and and work with. And, um, it was, it was definitely a healing process for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I share in the book how, you know, going through the experience that I had and and learning the things I learned in life, I, I share how important it is to be able to look at the factors that have shaped your beliefs, because when you're able to be aware of What taught you that you don't matter, that you're not beautiful, that you're not enough, that you're not capable, anything that has taught you to tear yourself down, when you're able to recognize and identify what exactly happened, what was said, what did you learn, what did you experience that shaped you into who you are today, you can then face that and unaccept that as truth. So then you can take the power back and realize who you are and not allow those thoughts to subconsciously or unconsciously control your life anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important to be able to be aware of what has impacted your views and how has that been creating these emotions that you have, influencing the choices that you're making, having favorable or unfavorable results. So then you can then take your power back and realize What you want to accept as truth, what you want to agree to, and then be able to make the choices that are intentional, that are going to be creating your life the way that you want to live it.
1: Mm -hmm. I love all of that. And I was actually feeling a little bit emotional because I, you know, like I feel like a lot of times we focus on all the things like as far as like our upbringing, our parents and you know everything as far as like how our uh belief system is shaped and molded but then as like I take a step back and I think about like yeah but then you have school, your peers in school, bullies like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like this whole it almost feels like a whole world is against you in a way. I don't know that's not it, but there's so many factors that play into your self worth that when you decide to take that power back, you've got to work. You really have to put in work because you're working in the mindset of overcoming whatever programming came your way as a child. And I just always marvel when I see people that you know take on you know that that they take on that capability that they can do that to overcome like yep, yeah, I got thrown all these things but I knew that my life was worth something much better than this and I'm gonna take ownership of it and and create a better life for myself and I love that
0: yeah, it's it, it's definitely once you're able to, you know, as you were mentioning some of the factors. Yeah, there's it's education, it's um our environment, our family, peers, religion, politics, the mm-hmm. media,
1: yeah, our experiences, all of, that.
0: all of yeah, all of these are shaping, um, in part also our genetic inheritance. In additional, yeah, yep. our external <laughs> <similar> environment. <laughs> like, dang, <And> this <laughs>
1: this is like 19 out of 20 factors here that we're just one come on now um can I get a break (laughs) yeah so I mean yeah there's
0: there's just a lot but yeah I, I like how you mentioned you know that you you go through this and then you you realize yep I've gone through this but now I'm this is what I can do with it. And this is what I'm going to do moving forward. And this is Mm -hmm. how I can be able to shift my life in the way, in the direction that I want to now. So Mm -hmm. it, it was just for such a long time. I didn't realize that we can have that power that we can actually, um, Create the life that we want, you know. For mm-hmm. so long, yeah, I was, you know, not even in the driver's seat of my
1: car, I was in the mm. back seat,
0: you know, mm-hmm. so it, it was,
1: <laughs> like was on the crazy. bumper.
0: I was like, yeah. <laughs> so just like, you know, realizing, wait, this is your vehicle, you're driving it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, once you finally realize that, oh man, there's no stopping you once yeah. you realize that you're in control.
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely. And I think that some people really struggle with believing that and it's like yeah, but it's like no no but you really are like um, I think when I realized um, how much our identity plays a role into like our basic life pretty much the way we perceive ourselves and the way we behave and, um, you know, how we perceive life is like through that identity. And so when you start focusing on who you want to become and you start focusing on becoming that, your life really does adjust in that direction.
0: Yeah. And and also, I mean, I, I do want to acknowledge that there are things that can happen outside of our oh, control. Oh, yeah. But, yeah but what we do, yeah, <laughs> but what we do is we we realize that what can we control? And mm-hmm. and that's the thing that we, we need to focus on is realizing what we can control mm-hmm. and how are we going to react to situations and what can we do moving forward? And, um, you know, it just depends on the situation on, on how you, it's going to be handled or what you can do or will do but yeah I, I definitely wanted to make sure that i pointed that out but yeah
1: mhm yeah absolutely <laughs> because like um we live in like this collective reality with other people you know fortunately and unfortunately <laughs> um and we don't we don't have control over that and you know how you know we just don't have control over outside forces but i think the part that people forget is that you have control over those inside forces you know everything mm-hmm. within you so um you know, try to do your very best, And you know, as long as, to me, I feel like as long as you're doing the best that you can do, that's all that you can be accountable for, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's not, we don't want to, like, feel like we're trying to control everything because we'll just go crazy and we'll lose (laughs) all our hair, we'll, you know, be super stressed out, but, (laughs) you know, just maintaining yourself and and investing in yourself and focusing on yourself the best way you can, I think is honestly the best thing we can do.
0: Yeah. Like you said, the best way that you can. I Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves if we feel like, yeah. uh, If we feel like we're not handling situations a certain way or we don't Mm -hmm. like where we're at or, and then also when we compare ourselves to other people, like Mm -hmm. that definitely is like the thief of our happiness. Um, Some people are, they're on on their own journey and we should not like, when we're comparing ourselves to other people, we're putting ourselves in a place of gauging our uh, level of success off of their level of success, mm-hmm. or how they're like um, handling situations. If they you feel like they're handling it better than you, whatever it is, if we are comparing ourselves to other people, we're that that hurts us mentally because mm-hmm. we're we're not allowing ourselves to. Um, be able to realize that we're doing what we can, and we're working on ourselves. And so we need to realize we're on our own journey. Be grateful for where you are, and and think of what you can do in order to put yourself in the position of where you want to be. But from your own, your own life, your own mm-hmm. journey, your own—we're all, you know, living off our own level of our own perception of. Um, so <laughs> let me say this again: We're all like making choices. And and reacting and and living off of our own level of perception, mm-hmm. and so we need to just be aware of where we're at in our place mm-hmm. instead of constantly seeing where other people are at because they're on their own journey too. Yeah. So it's important to just be aware of where you are, where you want to be, and what can you do based off of your own um, ex- your own expectations or your own choices of, of what you want in life, and and not compare it to anybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, it truly is. I actually had like um, typed in that quote earlier today, and I was just like, "Comparison is the kiss of death to confidence, for sure." <laughs> like, I mean, it really does hinder your ability to trust in yourself, and um, you, you. It's never ending. It's a vicious cycle because there's always someone else doing something, and you just. Like It's like that never-ending competition that you never win. (laughs) It's just like, just focus on yourself, you know? So I know it's hard. I know that's kind of part of human nature to try to like kind of judge and see where your peers are and compare yourself. But I think we have to catch it in the act as much as we can and and come back to center and focus on being in alignment with ourselves. Um,
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely need to be in alignment with yourself because, Mm -hmm. I mean, and I know that that happens where there's so much competition out there, and and it's unfortunate that we that anyone has to feel like they need to be doing better than anyone Mm -hmm. else in order to feel better about themselves. Exactly. And I mean, I I just don't want to dismiss other people's success or achievements in order to feel like I'm doing better. and I don't wanna dismiss your voice in order to feel like my voice is more powerful mm-hmm. or it, more valid, you know like I think it's just so important for for us to just be in in our own life like just realize who we are and do what we want with it and, and mm-hmm. not have it be based off of what other people are doing or what other people expect or want and, and just and do what's good for
1: you mhm mhm I agree, I definitely agree and i and I do think. Um, sometimes family placement and like upbringing and all of that definitely plays a role in that too. Um, especially if you have like a lot of siblings or, um, other, other kids around your age, I think that kind of starts being instilled earlier. So it can get harder to break that cycle as you get older. Cause you kind of become like, that becomes a pattern for you. And then no telling. I mean, sometimes you have parents that actually utilize that as a form of shaping their children to like, well, your brother does this or your sister, you know what I mean? So it kind of like, I mean, (laughs) mean, it's like, it's easy to say, like, don't compare, but then like realize the reality of things that people actually use comparison, even in like, you know, the workplace, like they've been using that as a modality, as a tool to kind of like train you but you have to really understand that it is an illusion it's not like real you know yeah mm-hmm. I,
0: I i agree with you on that and, and that makes me think about social media yeah. oh <laughs> you know it's yes. just like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: you know i mean oh how many followers do you have okay so now you're important
1: <laughs> now yep. you
0: matter now your voice is credible mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like no you know like I just, I just don't like that race at all. You know, like yeah. with, for instance, with me um, having this book. Like, so I have my Instagram page for Love Mark, and mm-hmm. then I, when I published my book, I had to get an Instagram page for my um, author page, mm-hmm. and I, I had to just do everything for my author. So I have an author website and author social media pages, and it's like you have to start all over. You have to start all over mm-hmm. with finding followers and and getting support and all that stuff. And I was like, man. I don't even know about all this. Like, I just want to do what I do and then let whoever it helps help, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, you you have to be a part of that in order, Mm. like, I just don't like that you need to have a certain, like, you have to keep growing your following. Like, I just, I just want to be truthful in who I am and what I do and whoever finds me, finds me.
1: (laughs) Right. Right exactly whoever gets
0: something from the message then that's awesome you know that's
1: exactly how i feel as well and it's and uh it's like with instagram like they they kind of make it like that on purpose it's like the more followers you have the more followers you'll have so it's like what do you (laughs) Mm -hmm. do when you're starting from zero like how do you get these people you know um so it's 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 challenging but i think that again, that kind of reiterates that behavior to fall into those traps of comparison. So it's important Mm -hmm. to like, take um, time, just take breaks, take those hiatuses, detox, just take a break for yourself and reconnect and have some solitude so that you can get back into alignment and flow within yourself. So it's very noisy out there. <laughs>
0: it is and and I love that you're giving some examples on what to do to to restore yourself. It's important to realize, I mean there's so much that we are that we see every day that we may experience mm-hmm. and it's it's important to know what is healthy for you to get back to feeling at peace. So, yeah, with all of the noise out there, you know, what can you do? What what brings you some joy or some peace? And, you know, is it painting? Is it going for walks? Is it um, listening to funny video or watching mm-hmm. funny videos or listening to music? I think that uh, there's so many things we can do for the short term to to have us feel some, you know, bring some peace. And then there's things we can do for the long term. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I just wanted to bring this up um, with all the things that we go through in life. The importance of looking into what can be healthy for us to get through the hard times, or just you know moments that we're not enjoying too much. And so, for the long term, in order to um, take care of your overall well being, I think it's important to see what works for you. Like, is it meditating? Is it acupuncture? Is it therapy? Is it support groups? Is it making sure that you're around supportive friends and family, and, and having great relationships and building those up and um, you know, just what what out there can you do to continuously make sure that you're building a, a, a peace for yourself internally. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I really love that kind of like building that foundation for yourself. Definitely. Yeah,
0: I mean, I just think about all this, like all the stuff that we're talking about, and all the things that we experience, and we go through, and and you know, all the different ways that we're trying to. Be, build our best self or be our best self and and do our best in life, you know, I just wanted to point out how, how helpful it is to be aware of what's good for you in the meantime, you know, exercising and eating healthy. Also, I want to add that too, because that's definitely not good just for your body, but for your mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's just so many things that we go through. It's, it's important to know what you can do for the short term and long term that that's going to be good for your overall well-being.
1: Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. Diet plays a huge part. It just affects your mood, how you feel. And um, you're gonna have an increase of more negative thoughts if you, you know, have a poor quality diet. And I know I've been been there done that. So <laughs> I totally understand. Um, can you share a little bit more about your book and just kind of the nature of it and, and how, um, how did it feel to kind of like bring it all together? When
0: I was writing this book, well, actually, when I was younger, I, I, I wanted to write a book and it was mainly poetry. And okay. I, so I was doing a lot of that because I use poetry mm-hmm. as therapy for me in order to be aware of what I was feeling and, and just be able to express my thoughts and get it mm-hmm. out there. And so I, I saw how powerful poetry can be with that. And then, you know, I went through my doubts and not sure what to do with it and just went back and forth with the book off and on. And, and finally, when I started Love Mark, and I was doing my workshops and seeing the impact it was making and, and how it was having people be ready to to make certain changes in their life. Mm -hmm. Seeing that happen, it had me realize, okay, you know what, I know how I want to do this book, I know what I want to say, I know how I want to create it. And, and so I started working on it. Um, I would say probably two thousand seventeen, maybe towards the end of there, or two thousand eighteen. I really started working on it. Um, mm-hmm. Two thousand nineteen, I was just really getting into finding the artists and and uh, having them participate. And I mean, it, it took a lot of work to find the artists because you want to make sure you're you're finding artists that can provide the images that you feel are going to be powerful for a story or just to be able to have just that piece in order to evoke certain emotions or have you understand the emotion Mm -hmm. without the words. And so that took some time. And then, you know, finally working with a self-publishing company and going through all the different edits, it was, it was such a process and it was all worth it because I wanted to make sure that this book was, was done in such a way that, I'm, yes, I'm sharing my story, but I'm also providing some advice in there because I want whoever reads this book to be able to realize their power, to be able to know what they have within them to manage and overcome adversities, know that they are able to um, be aware of their thoughts and how that's affecting their choices and creating certain results and experiences so they can be able to create the kind of life that they want to have and that they have that ability to do that. So I wanted to make sure I wrote a book that was able to show that and express that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, it was, it was a great experience and, and finally getting it done and, and mm-hmm. having it come out in May, 2021, it was, it was such a great time. Like I finally finished it in it and I was so happy to bring it out into the world. And I've, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from it. And I just want, to do whatever I can to have people know their value.
1: Oh, I love that because it it's like, um, it's easy to get discouraged if something feels like it's taking too long and it's like, Oh, it's been a year already. I'm just not going to do it, but you kept up with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that because so many people don't get over that hump, like, you know, the transition. So that is amazing. It's very inspirational.
0: Yeah. Once you, if, I mean, anyone listening, if if there's anything that you truly want to do, there may Mm -hmm. be a moment that you'll have, you know, doubts come in and and be like, Oh, this is taking a long time. But if it's something you really want to do, keep working at it. Like there is a statement that I love so much and I I love sharing it. (laughs) And, And it's, it says that if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse.
1: And mm, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And that's what helped me to keep going. I mean, there was a time where I had to have a full time job while still having my company in Lovemark. And and I was writing this book. And so I was like, during lunch, I was writing the book. Uh, during the weekends, uh, after work, I was any time <laughs> I had. So it's just like, when you really want to do something, you find a way. And yeah, just do what you can to to keep pushing yourself for and and knowing that you can do it
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely we get really creative when we are determined to do Mm -hmm. something um and we'll find ways to get consistent even with it's like you didn't think you had time and all of a sudden you had time today (laughs) (laughs) um so I, i love that quote i'm gonna have to write that on a board and look at it every day i love it yeah, it uh-huh. helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I could tell that that's going to help me too just to maintain that consistency to, you know, stay in alignment when I feel like I don't want to do something that I feel passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> um so when it came to like creating the life that you are in alignment with today, can you share a little bit about that transition like how did you feel going from where you were to like transitioning to where you want it to be like was it kind of frustrating at times or how did it feel really well
0: i mean the thing is 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 when you're changing your life when you're when you're on Mm -hmm. the path of transforming your life there are going to be things that you go through that are difficult. It, it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know if, if anyone does have the, this view, but if anyone does have that view that, like, once you're ready to change your life, it's going to be rainbows and roses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> Not
1: so much. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's moments of it, of course. But it, for, for me, I'll just share for myself. And, and when I'm working mm-hmm. with uh, people who are part of my workshops and stuff, they're all in awareness of this in order to really have lasting change, you're doing the work of acknowledging what has shaped you to who you are today to begin with. So it's, it is a difficult process because you're facing Mm -hmm. all of it and it's not to feel sorry for yourself or to put yourself back in that place to be, um, you know, angry or depressed or hurt. It's in this now, in this moment, you're finally doing that to no longer let it have control over you. So it's going through that and you're going to feel certain emotions. You're going to go through certain things. And it's great to feel those emotions, allow yourself to feel them, allow yourself to realize how it's impacted you and and how it's, you know, shifted you and, and, and turned you into who you are. And then by having that acknowledgement, you're able to be like, you know what? I realize I went through this. I realize that this is what happened. And now I am taking control of my life. And so you do have those moments where it's hard, but then it feels so great when you realize, you know what? I understand now. And now I'm in control. Now I'm going to do what I need mm-hmm. to do to to change my life and to make sure that I'm living the kind of life I truly want to live that's good for me. And that is so, being in that empowering state has you, just feel the best. I mean, I just feel the best. Like I, it's just, I don't Mm -hmm. even know like how to explain it, but um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it is hard. It is difficult, but once you get through that, that can now know all of that stuff that was shaping you, that was not healthy for you. It now Mm -hmm. cannot, you're aware of it now. So now it can Mm -hmm. no longer be affecting you in a way that you aren't aware of anymore. Once you're aware Mm -hmm. of it, then you're like, nope, I see that this has happened. And I see these doubts are starting to creep back in. I see these self-critical thoughts are starting to creep back in or limiting thoughts, self-defeating thoughts, whatever it is, you start being able to be consciously aware of it. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. nope, not going to allow that to happen anymore because I know who I am now. And so when Mm -hmm. you notice, yeah, when you notice that that's happening, then you can be like, nope, I'm no, it's no longer part of my life. And then you can continue to build on to who you truly are. And, you know, with, with positive affirmations, you could be like, I am amazing. I am creative. I am, you know, you could say all these great things about yourself, but once you go through the process of healing and and not allowing those negative views to be a part of your life anymore when you say those Mm -hmm. positive affirmations you actually feel them you actually know it's Mm -hmm. true you actually know it's a part of you and it's not who you're trying to be it's already who you are and you're ready to be it. Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's just amazing when you get to a place where you realize that you can decide who you are who you want to be and you're not going to allow anyone else to to dictate your worth or or tell you your story or who you should be
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely I think you just kind of get to a uh, place of like this is enough already like I'm done and -hmm. you just we, we get like that epiphany like that a switch where it's just like I mean you could have years of feeling so low about yourself or like feeling sad feeling depressed and then there's just that moment where something else tips you over, just that, that last straw. And it's like, I've had enough now. And I always find that part to be, um, for me personally, um, that, that's the most powerful moment is when not necessarily like you're feeling happy or you feel like super upbeat or super positive, but just when you have declared and claimed better for yourself, and you're determined that no like i'm done you know and you move forward in the direction that you know is going to serve you that's like the best <laughs> yeah, that's when you know like you're getting ready to transition into um you know a much better path for yourself
0: yeah definitely
1: mhm yep i love it and could you share just a little bit more about um i know you're a mindset coach What is something that you notice the most common with your clients that comes up?
0: I feel like I have noticed almost everyone saying the words, not enough.
1: Mm. I feel like that
0: has been so consistent with majority of the people that I work with. And and it's so great when when they finally get to realize that they're enough. It's so great Mm. when they realize what taught them to believe that to begin with, to then be like, like, like we've been saying, nope, I now know that that is not true. And I, I now know that I am enough and, and be able to move forward with, with knowing who they are and then
1: Mm -hmm.
0: not allowing any of the new stuff that can come at you, because there, we, yeah, mm. we've we've gone through the past. We've gone through what have we experienced that shaped us who we are, and then what about the new stuff that's happening? What about the things you're seeing every day in the media, on in, in social media, on the news and movies, videos, your peers? What are they telling you? Your family? What are they telling you? So, in the current life, what is happening in your current life that is trying to tear you down? And Mm -hmm. once you get to that mindset where you're like, no, I know who I am. I'm no longer going to allow any embrace or accept anything in my life that is going to tear me down or, or try and have me believe that I'm nothing. Once you get to that point, then it's it becomes easier to to notice when it's happening. And to be like, no, right there, I just see, notice what this person said, or I noticed what this person did to mm-hmm. try and devalue me. And no, I, mm. I'm not going to stand for that. So once you come into that place of having that empowering mindset, you, you continue mm-hmm. to move forward with knowing your worth and, and only embracing what reflects that.
1: Mm. I love that. Would you say it's, um, I know it's across the board, but could you pinpoint it to like the majority of a particular demographic? Like, is it more people that are like super young, like in their 20s, women or races or anything like
0: that? So I work with mainly, uh, okay, so I have worked with middle school students. I've I've worked Mm -hmm. with high school students and and college students. Um, But mainly for the most part, uh, lately, I've been working with adults and also I've been working with people who are formerly incarcerated and Mm. it's, it's amazing. That's actually, I love working with groups that are formerly incarcerated because they are Mm. so ready to understand why they've made the choices that they've made and and Mm. be ready to change their life. And Mm -hmm. once they start to realize, Oh my gosh, so this is why I did that. I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's just amazing. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, really want to put a pinpoint on who feels sure. this the most or who feels this the least, because at any moment, anyone can feel that whether you're a middle school yeah. student or someone who's 60, you, they're, yeah. they're all, I've heard all ages believe that they're not enough. And I've heard mm-hmm. all ages, not think that they were capable of something or, or and have fears of, of trying to go after what they wanted because they didn't think they can achieve it. And mm-hmm. with anything in your life, that's why I call my book, Dissolving the Anchor. Because mm-hmm. if, if there's anything holding you back, what is it that's holding you back? What happened mm-hmm. that has taught you that you can't achieve this, that you can't do this, or you can't be that. So you can now no longer let that hold you back. So yeah, mm-hmm. once at any age, people can be holding themselves back. And once they discover why they're holding themselves back and how to resolve what needs to be resolved, then they're able to move forward and be able to consistently stay moving forward.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I think there's power in that in realizing that pretty much we all feel like that at some <laughs> point. Um, so in a way, I think that that lends more compassion for us to have that most of us are, you know, feel like that at some point or, or most of us can at least relate to it. Um, and even though you, you can see other people, you um, it might seem like they have it all together, but it's like everybody's fighting a battle, you know, like you don't know what someone has been through. Um, and so I just kind of focus on that at times um, to just restore my compassion whenever I can get to a level of understanding with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just various situations that it's like, hey, look, like we're all trying so I, I love that you, you, you're you like, yeah, no, it's really anyone um, just depends on what they've been through or what they're focused on or what they haven't dissolved yet. So, and I,
0: I like that you want to acknowledge that about other people to be understanding to that because, yeah, we're, we're, we've all had our own experiences. We all have our own story and, and someone may upset you, someone may hurt you. But realizing that their actions come from a place of, what they've gone through as well, or what they've experienced, mm-hmm. what they've learned. And so, I mean, it's still up to you on how much you'll accept in your life of how much you'll continue to let someone hurt you or bring you down, or right, whatever exactly. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it is important to also realize that we've all got our own story and things that we've dealt with and are dealing with. And it's mm-hmm. great to have that compassion and, and being understanding to that. Um, obviously not to a point where you're allowing anyone to abuse you in any way and and, right, of and stay in that, you know, situation, mm-hmm. but, but definitely in a way of being understanding to it, like when it happens every now and then and, and, and being able to, if you need to talk about it with them, talk about it with them, but being able to have that forgiveness depending on the situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, for me, I just try to keep that level of understanding so that I don't accept it as my truth. Yes, like doesn't mean I accept what they're doing, but it's more of the opposite where it's like, uh, okay, I see maybe this happened that ha- it has nothing to do with me because mm-hmm. um, that's typically a lot of times what people do with somebody mistreats them or they do something whatever and then they'll they'll maybe they'll get upset or they'll react to it but subconsciously they almost feel like they're worthy of accepting or receiving whatever that person has done or said to them so when i take that mindset of like hmm i know i didn't do anything to you but you're acting kind of mean right now Mm -hmm. what going on <laughs> but like but but again as you said you know don't take it as like oh like you know poor them they just yeah, you know, they're just having a bad day I'm gonna stay with them you know No, but um but just understanding that it is not you you know what I mean so
0: yeah the uh, whole thing that. about not taking things personally and, and and I do think I mean there are there are some times where we can be affecting people and not realize it and yeah instead of them yeah, need
1: that feedback
0: yeah, and, and sometimes people may not share with you what you did to hurt them. So then they're just tr- mistreating you without telling right. you why. So I think yep. it's important to have that conversation, depending on your relationship, if, if you want to build it and have it grow and be healthy, to have a conversation mm-hmm. of what's going on. Um, Absolutely. but yeah, th- there are times where people may just be being a jerk just because they're being a jerk, you know, like yeah, it may exactly. not be something they just fit. like
1: doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then the whole forgiveness thing, like, um, when I talk about forgiveness, it's not about excusing the actor behavior or anything right. like that. It's, it's about releasing the weight of holding on to that pain or the guilt yep. um so if you're forgiving mm-hmm. yourself or other people it's to to no longer be letting it control you anymore because mm-hmm. if you're holding on to that pain any experiences that you had and if you're if you're holding on to that pain currently then it's it's still directing choices that you're making in your in your current life so it's important Correct. to be able to learn from experiences and forgive in order to be able to move forward
1: Mm-hmm. absolutely 100 percent, and i think that's the part that people miss a lot of times with forgiveness that it's like oh i'm not i can never forgive them like you know what they did it's like i I know it's not it's not about letting them off the hook necessarily it's just about having that level of um love for yourself to not like live in it continuously and it's been like you know like 30, 40 years have passed, and you're still harping on, you know, something that someone said or holding those grudges. And it just, it keeps you in bondage. It actually ties you closer to that, that, um, experience or that person. And you kind of relive it over and over again. You you never give yourself the freedom to, to be happy and have peace.
0: And yeah, you're, you're keeping that toxic connection present.
1: Exactly. and it, mm-hmm. when
0: you forgive you're releasing that toxic connection you're Correct. no longer having it be a part of your life and and think about it too this way where there there could be things that someone has done to you that has hurt you and it was years ago and you're holding on to it and it's affecting every you know the things that you do currently in your life mm-hmm. and you're mad at that person you're angry and you're feeling all these things and one that's affecting you eternally like having all that anger and holding on to that yes. you know, it's affecting you your heart, your, your internal organs, um, mm-hmm. but, but you're having all of these feelings and these thoughts. And this person might not even remember that they did this to you. This person may not even yep. be a part of your life anymore. And they're doing their own thing. I mean, who, who, whatever the situation is, when we keep on holding on to that stuff that has happened, know what happened to you is I'm not trying to say it was okay, or it doesn't matter. Or your, okay. your pain isn't valid how you Mm -hmm. felt about it is valid. What you've gone through, your experience is valid, but when you continue to allow it to hurt you mentally Mm -hmm. and possibly physically, then you're the one hurting yourself. So that's why it's important to forgive and to be able to release that, that toxic connection and release the weight of that pain or any guilt. So you can be able to emotionally heal and move forward in in a healthy way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I think you mentioned something earlier that was really important was the fact of, Hey, they may not even know how they made you feel. And I think that sometimes you can just get to that level of forgiveness by sharing how you felt. And, and that is, that can be really healing Um, But I think sometimes we feel I guess we hold that sense of pride that we just don't even want to admit to that person that we're hurt by them or whatever. So you just keep holding it in. But it does take a level of strength and vulnerability to just say, hey, like, you know, this is how this makes me feel. And I think we should encourage better communication and open dialogue for people to start to feel safe to Express how they feel when somebody has done something wrong to them.
0: Yeah, definitely feeling safe and then also like you're mentioning the ego and stuff like I mean these, these things that we put on ourselves of what makes us mm-hmm. strong or what makes us weak. And it's like, if you, if you are hurt, then that's, then that's a sign of weakness. Or if you say you're hurt, that's a sign of weakness. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's amazing that you can allow yourself to feel how you feel and you can share it because if you, if this relationship matters to you, you, and you share that, Hey, that, that hurt my feelings or, Hey, what you said hurt and this is why or whatever that allows you to, to have a conversation, to be able to, you know, make sure that you're treating each other in a way that's going to be healthy for your relationship. So, mm-hmm. I, I think it's unfor- unfortunate when anyone feels like they aren't able to share that someone has, you know, hurt them in any way. I, I think it's important mm-hmm. to be able to be truthful, be honest. And if you're in relationships that you aren't able to be truthful and honest, then what does that mean for your relationship?
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know,
0: so I, I just think it's important to make sure that we're, we're around people who are healthy for us and mm-hmm. and, and being able to em- embrace those relationships more, welcome those relationships more and know that that's what we deserve. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Can you still hear me? Oh, mm-hmm. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can. <laughs> okay. 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 It went offline for a second. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I love this conversation. I felt like it was just so needed and I hope that anyone listening that it, you know, if it resonates, that there's healing in that or it kind of sparks anything. But most importantly, I'm just so grateful for you to share your story with us and with me. And I just thought it was amazing. Was there anything else you wanted to share?
0: Um not that I can, th- I mean, I don't know. I, I just want to just make sure I, I hone in on people just valuing themselves. Know that you matter yeah. and whatever you've gone through, whatever anyone has told you, if it has you feel any way that that be- you're having those thoughts of yourself now, where now you've mm-hmm. taken on those views and now you can't see your worth, to, to not have that distorted reflection. For you to realize mm-hmm. that, it doesn't, it you know, really does not matter if these people cannot see your worth. You need to see your worth. You need to have enough love for yourself and be true to who you are and mm-hmm. and be out in the world, presenting yourself, being honest with who you are and loving yourself and being the best person that you can be and do what you can out in the world to uplift others as well. And mm-hmm. walk in that truth, you know, just knowing that you matter, you're enough, you're capable, whatever it is, like you're creating the kind of life that you want to have. You are able to uh, be aware of the beliefs that you have that are influencing your choices so that you can make, so you can have thoughts and beliefs and views that are healthy for you, where you're loving yourself and and knowing your worth. And then your, your choices are going to reflect that. So you can make intentional choices that are going to be creating the kind of results and experiences that you want to have. You are able to definitely make those choices and, and, Put your life where you want to put it. Have the kind of life that you want to have. You're able to create that.
1: I love it. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Totally resonates. Well, thank you so much for just coming on today. I'm so excited to see how far your book is going to go and just all the success that comes your way.
0: Thank you. I mean, if anyone's interested in, in communicating with me or interested in buying the book, you can go to hi and um, I would okay. love to hear from you. And yeah.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, I, thank you again. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. You too. Thanks for having me again. No problem. Bye-bye.